You know those days where you just walk past the laundry room or you walk past the counter or whatever it is in your home and you just think, oh my goodness, I I cannot do any more of this. I can't put that away. I can't make it keep going. This is just going to, it's just going to be a disaster for a couple of days. We've all been there. We know what it's like. It's crazy and that's okay. But I also realize that a lot of us need more encouragement and more tips and just that little angle to look at it differently, to get our systems in place and get things going and not in an overwhelmed like, oh my gosh, I have to revamp everything kind of way, but just one that makes you feel like you're set up for success. And here we are sitting in March, summer break is around the corner and everything's going to shift. I think it's a good time for us to start thinking about just changing a few habits in our home that will set up the summer to just feel like we have things in place where we can be more intentional with our time and step away and know that the house is going to run itself because we've kind of gotten just, again, those good habits in place. And my guest today is awesome. You guys are going to love her. We're, We're talking about Stopping the overwhelm so we can feel good in our own home. Lauren White is the owner of Intentional Edit, and her mission is to help busy, overwhelmed moms find solutions that simplify home and daily life. Yes, please, right? She knows that bringing simplicity to your life results in less time stressed and more time to spend doing the things you enjoy with your favorite people, everything that you and I both believe in. She is here to help you come up with customized solutions that work for your home and family. So if you're ready to clear the clutter, get organized, and create routines that bring balance and simplicity to your home, Lauren White is the girl for you. I know that you're going to walk away with some really tangible things that you can implement right away because of this episode. Come along, friend. Let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the papers still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom. She still laughs at my dad's stories, even if it is the 10th time hearing it. Jennifer Zumbio! Welcome to our episode, Lauren. I'm so excited that you are here, and this is super fun for me because we are in a podcast mastermind group together, so we have gotten to chat over there, but never to sit down and have this length of a conversation, so welcome. 
Thank you so much for having me. It's I've loved getting to know everyone in our group and I'm really enjoying being able to do podcasts with different people. So I agree. Absolutely. Well, you are going to bring so much goodness to our audience today. We're going to talk about so many good things that are going to help them feel like they have their day under control. We're going to talk about routines and just easy things we can implement. But first, I want you to share with everyone who you are and why you're here. You are the owner of Intentional Edit and host of the podcast by the same name, the Intentional Edit Podcast. Please share with us what it means to you to know how to intentionally edit and where your passion for helping bring this to other families really comes from. Well, I I think I've been organized for as long as I can remember. I actually, when I was in fifth grade, I remember reorganizing one of my friend's closets and organizing her shoes in rainbow order. So this is truly something that just comes natural to me. And I enjoy organizing. I was a teacher before I got into this. And then I actually owned another business in a completely different industry. And everyone, all my friends and family kept saying, why don't you start an organizing business? And I really didn't think that that was a thing. I didn't understand that you could actually be hired to go into people's houses and be paid to organize. So I was always the go-to person for where to buy the products. What should we use for this? If I had friends or family wanting to do a kitchen renovation or looking for a recipe or something, they would come to me. And like, I love sharing that stuff when it comes naturally to me. So I think all of that goes into organization and how we decorate our homes and how we feel in our homes comes down to the design and the organization. So I love both of those things. In 2017, I took the plunge and started a professional home organizing business. One thing led to another. And here I am now this year. Uh, and I've my business kind of morphed into coaching. So I have a lot of clients where I coach on how to create systems for their homes, how to organize specific places, how to schedule. Um, I love working with moms and finding solutions for what they're struggling with. So that's where I've gone from professional home organizing to more of a coaching. I'm currently creating a course and just doing all things revolving around being intentional with our lives, editing so that we can spend time doing the things that we want to be doing with the people that matter most. Well said. I agree. I think that when everything feels less cluttered around us, more inviting, it makes us want to sit down and then naturally share those moments with the people that are in the house because we don't feel distracted by everything else. You're doing such great work out there. And I think it's really awesome that your friends saw your talent and your gift in you. And I think that's really telling of how words spoken to people, which we talk about all the time on this podcast, really matter. They really make a difference because you said that your friends would say, why aren't you making this a business? You're so good at this. And we appreciate what you do for us. And I think sometimes we can look at what comes really naturally to us and feels really easy as, well, I don't know why they would want that from me. It's just so easy. I feel like what I do isn't that great, but you are clearly making an impact on people. 
Lauren, you are our second guest we've had this year to teach us about organization and decluttering. Ashley Heinzman was with us on episode 83. And as we sit here week after week, encouraging families to stay strong and create intentional moments, we all know we have got to focus on the day-to-day organization because it can be such an obstacle to us ever even getting to the point of having the quality family time, which is what we were just talking about. So please tell us your experience with clients or with your own family and how you've seen that the systems of our home truly are directly related to intentional family time. Yes. Okay. I would love to. And I do have to add in, I love Ashley. And I listened to that episode that you guys recorded. She had the best information. So if anyone is listening and they haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen because it was just like goodness through and through. But to answer your question, we all have habits and habits are what makes up our day. So habits really get us through the day. Most are not intentional. When you think about things like when you brush your teeth or filling up a water bottle before you hop in the car to run errands, habits make up our life. And a lot of our habits are actually hindering us. They're just things that we've gotten in the routine of doing. We're not even thinking about it. When we have good, healthy habits that are making an impact on our day, that's when we, like, that's really where we want to be. We want our habits to help us. So that's why you hear professional organizers use words like uh, creating systems or making routines. So if you take little things that you do throughout the day, like picking up your phone or procrastinating, not doing things that only take a few minutes and waiting until the very end of the day, and then you're too exhausted to do them. Those are the things that distract us from accomplishing our goals, getting the daily tasks done and make us stressed out. And that's when the overwhelm creeps in. Our habits set the tone for the day and really for our lives. When we're in the thick of raising our families and we have all these responsibilities, we're trying to get dinner on the table, running to kids' activities, getting to school on time, going to work, extended family commitments, birthday parties, church events, appointments. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of these things, of course, it's common to feel stressed out and overwhelmed and really like we're pulled in so many different directions at at once. And that's where good systems and routines come into play. Good systems are created with the intention to, and they take place of the old habits that aren't working. Good systems are what allow our families to have the quality time and meaningful moments together When we create these systems and routines that work, they make things that we used to struggle with seem so much easier. And sometimes these things become effortless. That's really the end goal. You want them to become effortless, just like the habits that you currently have that aren't working for you because these new systems replace the old habits that weren't working. Okay, Lauren, I think you explained that so well and so convincing for me sitting here of just really digging into why do we hate the clutter? You said, this is what distracts us from accomplishing our goals. And most of the time, it's just our habits. It makes so much sense. I I think of like 
yesterday, Julia was trying to get to soccer practice. She's my 10 year old. And of course, Matt had said an hour before, Jules, make sure all your, your gear is ready. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then she's running around so stressed out because she couldn't find her socks. And we were like, why didn't you look for your socks? Well, you know what the problem was, was they were clean, but they were in a laundry basket that hadn't been folded yet. Had they been folded, they would have been in her laundry bin, which has her name clearly marked in the laundry room. So we would have known they were there. But I, that was a breakdown in my system of folding the laundry or the kids, you know, if we have the kids do it. And that right there. So if I had to answer the question, what distracts me from accomplishing my goal of like my kids running smoothly off to their events and everything being lined up? Well, the distraction was probably that something else called my name, (laughs) maybe a human being, (laughs) maybe papers or just laziness. And I didn't get that folded and it's been sitting there. And yes, there are times where that's going to happen, of course, in the busyness of the day. But I just want to tell you that how you worded that was really good for me. And I think for any of our listeners to really dive in and think, okay, which habits are actually such a distraction where if what you said, I could just flip it and make it a healthy habit and then it becomes effortless. And we have to think we're only human. We have to give ourselves grace because there will be mishaps and things come up. But when we have the good systems and the good routines in place, then when mom is sick or there is an emergency situation or an unusual situation, it doesn't impact us the same way because the routines can still go. go. And depending on the ages of your kids, they can step in, your husband can step in, um, someone else can help you or being sick for a few days isn't doesn't like totally rock the boat because we have these good systems in place. So of course things happen. People make mistakes, whether it's, you know, it's unintentional and don't be too hard on yourself. Definitely give yourself some grace because that's life, but the good systems and routines make it. So those things are not what is the norm. Yes. We absolutely need a family meeting a new family meeting drawn up to revisit our chores and get more strict. And I'll say, Lauren told me we we have to get this routine in place, guys. You got to fold it (laughs) more often. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let's move on to the next thing. As you know, we focus on family dinner a lot for together families. It's the place we pause. We can step away, focus on one another and really grow together when we use that time the right way. Now, one of our customers told me a few months ago that they have lovely family dinners. It's one of their favorite times of the day. But here's what she said. After dinner, that's where it all falls apart. And I know there's a lot of factors in that with schedule and running everywhere and things neat, having different priorities. But I want you here today to talk us up talk to us about this and convince us why an evening routine is so critical to helping our families run smoothly. Well, I do have to add in there. I love dinner time too. And I think I love what you do because having dinner at the table, it is so impactful in many, many ways. When I was growing up, my parents were divorced and my, all of 
the kids from my stepdad were older. I was the youngest by eight years, but his philosophy was we eat dinner every day at 6 p.m. And it it didn't matter if kids had different activities, but so many of the kids were grown and starting families of their own or in college that you knew, everybody knew at 6 p.m. dinner was served. There was always extra food. He was an excellent cook and um, you could come in. We sometimes even friends of my older siblings would drop by and my older siblings wouldn't even be there. And it just, it was this atmosphere that was created. And I mean, that's what you're doing. We, so many people have lost that. And with all the activities and things that we do in the evenings, it's not always easy to come together, but when you know you have that place, it's life changing. And the things that are learned around the dinner table, you live with those for the rest of your life. So you take those away forever. Oh, well, thank you for saying that, that, that is such a great conviction of why family dinner does matter. And you're right. It's being lost. And there are so many um, incredible fruits that can be grown out of that. That's very cool that your dad was so strict on that. And he made it a routine and clearly a healthy habit. And I would guess all of you children who experienced that growing up are probably bringing the same thing to your family. So it's a legacy that he left for you guys. Well, and what's funny is looking back, that was quite a few years ago and that we didn't have cell phones or things like that, but people knew not to call really from six to six 30 because that's when we were eating dinner and the phone was always ringing, you know, like one of those wall phones or the big cordless phone, but the phone did not ring between six and six 30 because that was dinner time and everyone knew it. I really appreciate you sharing that about family dinner as we start this part of the interview, because I think it's good to hear where people come from and how it influences you and Clearly, that was a healthy habit for you, and it has really carried into other areas. Tell us how how your family looks after dinner and what the power of the evening routine does bring to a family. Well, so when you said that one of your customers kind of insinuated that the evening falls apart after dinner, That's so common. I mean, I hear that from people all the time. More often than not, I have families start with an evening routine when they need to create systems and routines for more than one area of their home. And it's specifically for that reason. That's one of the reasons the evening routine helps out with the after dinner hours, but it also sets you up to have success the next day. On my podcast, I talk a lot about the stages and phases in life and how they quickly change our kids to grow up and what we can expect from them at one age is not what we can expect the the next year. So good, when you have good systems in place, you they're working for you, they're working for your family, they're making things easier. But then as these phases of life change, you can make little changes here and there so that you don't have to rework the entire system, but the system keeps working for the needs of your family. The evening routine is the perfect example of this. As your kids grow, they're more capable of contributing to different chores or picking out their clothing, packing a lunchbox the night before. 
there's so many responsibilities that we can have them do that just take a couple minutes in the evening. And then as moms, we can easily help kids transition into these new roles and responsibilities as they're developmentally appropriate for them. So the evening routine will change a little bit as time goes on and your kids get older, but the overall goals and maintaining the simplicity and those evening hours are still being accomplished and we're keeping our families on track to get the things accomplished that we need during those evening hours when we don't want to be stressed out and that's normally a very stressful time in the day. The the evening routines ultimately simplify so that you can spend more time together enjoying each other's company in the evening but also getting the things done that need to happen in those evening hours. When I was working in the homes and with clients as a professional organizer, it became more and more obvious to me that systems were the most important part because a perfectly organized home with all those Pinterest-worthy products and perfect labels would not stay that way if we didn't have the systems in place to keep that organization going. And the organization isn't just of the physical things. The organization is of your schedule and what you're choosing to do with your time. So I could go on and on with different examples, but when we make little changes here and there, it makes us po- makes it possible to stick with something or accomplish a goal. And a goal doesn't have to be a big thing. A goal can be making sure your babies have a bath every night or getting dinner on the table four nights a week simple things that are important to you. I've helped families come up with different solutions for things over the years. When I taught elementary school, I noticed that parents would come in and they'd be so frustrated because their kids were doing their homework, but it wasn't getting to school or they, the kids wouldn't want to get out of bed. And so they were late to school. Well, the reality of it is the lack of a good system is what is preventing the the kids from getting up on time. There's not a routine in place to make sure that that homework gets back to school in the morning. And that goes back to the evening routine. So if you have younger kids in elementary school or in those younger grades where they have homework, packing up the backpack in the night is essential to have in your evening routine. It's not something that happens in the morning. We can't be finding papers all over the kitchen island and kitchen table and figuring out whose homework folder goes in what backpack. When it's done the night before, that stress is eliminated. And that stress is for the parent or the responsible adult in the morning and for the kids. So that's one little example, just packing up the backpack at night. Another example is if your kids take a lunchbox to school with them, make sure that that lunchbox is cleaned out and emptied when it comes home from school. That might not be the evening routine. That could be part of the after school routine, but it depends on what works for your family. If you have activities directly after school and don't come home until dinner time, then that lunchbox cleaning and repacking for the next day happens in the after dinner hours. If you can do it right after school, that's even better, but you have to customize these routines to what works for your family specific to the needs at that time. 
those are all really great tips. And it leads me to a question. Question. So I'm sure there's so many different studies and psychological <laughs> analyses of people. Is that how you say the word? Analyses? I don't know what the word is. Uh, <laughs> that if you are trying to create a habit, do you have to keep all parts identical to make the habit stick in the routine? Let me give you an example. Or like if you change up the routine, does it hurt the success of the habit? So this isn't something I'm concerned about. I'm just thinking about this example, like bath time. You said something about bath time. If you let your children take their shower in your shower sometimes, but it's over here and then it makes them have to bring a towel over and bring their favorite shampoo. And then the other time they get it in their other bathroom. I'm just thinking, is this another really important part of us making our habits stick to keep everything in the routine consistent? Does that make sense? Well, life would be really boring if we were super rigid with everything. So I definitely would say there has to be some flexibility in these things. But going back to why do we create routines and we want the systems and the habits, it's because we ultimately want life to be easier. We want to simplify. So when you're creating a new habit, and you're trying to establish this routine, I would say that's the time when you are strict about how it works. And we all have heard the statistics about it takes 30 days to create a habit. When I'm working with my coaching clients, I tell them that once we've identified the problem and we've come up with the solutions for the routine, then they write down what are the steps for to make this routine successful, and then they implement that. And they implement it for two weeks. They need to do it every night for two weeks before they make any changes. And because if you only do it for a night or two, you can't really see what's not working or what is working. So once that two weeks has passed, then you do an assessment quickly, take a few minutes, think about what's not working. And that's when you make the little tweaks here and there to change the routine. So it's more efficient and it, it works for your family. Sometimes there aren't any changes that need to be made. Usually there's one or two small things and then you go from there. But after you've done that habit for a month, having your kid take a bubble bath in your big bathtub or something like that instead of a shower in their their shower, that's not going to mess everything up. So, you know, you want to have fun and make these special memories when these things happen you're still accomplishing the end goal. Everything is happening. You're getting through that routine and you just added a little fun because it fit into your schedule in that moment. Okay. That was well said too. I, I'm all about flexibility. I mean, having four children, we can hardly keep two things the same twice. <laughs> like it, it's hard. So yes. And the, the shower thing, I'm not concerned about that for my own family, but it was a good example I could give right then. And you answer my question, and I've definitely heard it on your own podcast, was to stick to it for two weeks. So I think a realistic example for all of us to identify with would be like a new laundry thing. You know, if I was talking about the bins in our laundry room for two solid weeks, if we all want to get on track and make it a routine, then I need to be super consistent, do my part to get everything in those bins. They need to do their part to grab those bins right when they walk in from school or whatever we do to make the routine stick so that or the habit stick so that makes sense definitely have to get a little practice in before we are efficient with something yes 
Lauren has given us such great advice on this episode, and one thing that stuck out to me, and hopefully to you, was her childhood memories of healthy habits around the dinner table. She talked to us about how this just needs to become such a part of our lives that it's effortless, that this is what our families expect. And when you add to gather for family dinner to your dinner time routine, it becomes a habit of solid communication, just really meaningful ways of speaking to one another, of digging deeper, of knowing how to ask those open-ended questions and using that eye contact and complimenting each other and having those belly laughs and just really speaking words of goodness and keeping a positive atmosphere at your dinner table. Our game book of To Gather for Family Dinner comes with 105 stickers over seven different categories, and it's beautiful. All you do is you grab the game book, pass it around, everyone peels a sticker, and you just talk. Bring it to your home tonight if you have not tried it and see how this really, truly brings this effortless atmosphere of together time and meaningful moments to your family. Go to togethermoments.com, order today, and it will be shipped out right away to your family. This bonus question with Lauren comes from Together for Family Dinner and our fill-ins category. Lauren, here's your sticker. My favorite family meal is blank because blank. My favorite family meal during the week is dinner time. I love when we all come together and can have a great meal, which is kind of the part of the day where we reconnect and check back in with each other and also talk about what is to come the next day. But I do have to say, I love brunch. So if it's a holiday weekend or a special occasion where we can stretch out a meal together, my daughter loves Eggs Benedict. We always have that on Christmas and Easter. But if we can add that in for another day or two throughout the year and do a brunch, maybe even play a game together or add some kind of an activity in, then I'm always up for that. I love brunch at our house too. So what, besides Eggs Benedict, is there another thing like if you were having just brunch after church on Sunday or something? What are some of your family's other go-tos for that? We rarely have like a big breakfast brunch type meal, but when we do, I would say it always revolves around eggs and bacon, maybe sausage, definitely some fruit. And we try to do fun things like Around Christmas time, we make little skewers with that look like Santa with grapes and a, a banana slice and then a strawberry on top and a little marshmallow so it looks like Santa's face. So we try to add themed things in around the 4th of July. I'll do the same type of thing instead of a fruit salad. We'll just make it fun by using a cookie cutter to make stars with watermelon and have skewers with like watermelon and blueberries. So it's kind of red, white, and blue, or just red and blue. But we try to do things like that. I love that skewer idea. That's super cute. The Santa one. I hadn't even thought of that. I love it. <laughs> and you're making me super hungry. So with that, let's go on and talk. Tell us about a morning routine being equally as important to our family's success for the day. I like to establish morning routines after we establish a good evening routine because there are so many things you can eliminate from a morning routine that can actually be done the night before. Like I already mentioned with the homework, packing the backpack, preparing the lunchbox. So all you have to do is take the cold items and the ice pack and put it in in the morning. 
even filling up a water bottle, putting shoes by the back door, things like that can all happen the night before. It makes your morning routine easier and you don't have to do as much in the morning. That's usually crunch time, depending on when you have to be out of the house, where you're going, the ages of your kids. If mom is responsible for almost everything, or if the kids are old enough where they are getting themselves up and getting dressed and doing their hair. There's of course, different factors depending on the ages of your kids, little things you do in the evening, make the morning simple and less stressful. And that's really the goal. You don't want to start your day stressed and overwhelmed already. So whatever you can do the night before, of course, put that into the evening routine, but The morning routine is very similar to any other routine throughout the day. You're identifying the problem and then creating solutions around that problem to simplify. So create responsibilities for each family member in the morning, just like you did in the evening routine. And then think in terms of what will make this morning time more efficient? What will make things easier? What can you do to start the day in a pleasant way so that it will carry you through the, at least into the later morning hours, but hopefully through the whole day. You're giving our listeners sitting here so much good, tangible advice and, and things they can enact right now. I love this. Thank you for that. Because I feel like, you know, I can sit here right now and write down the problem that we have in the morning and a solution. And we can just kind of do it like columns. And I think we can do that for, the morning routine, the after school routine, whatever. And I would personally challenge anyone sitting here right now, maybe think of three problems that are you feel like cause a little bit of stress and a solution that would be more of a routine type of thing you could do to fix that. And so I don't know if you have seen this over the last year or two, there have been a lot of those challenges on Instagram or social media where it's like the make your bed challenge or make your bed for 30 days or things like that. And it's because obviously making your bed is a good habit to be in. And when we have clutter in our homes, a lot of times people will say that the external clutter is really internal clutter on display. So if you're not taking the 90 seconds to make your bed, then there's probably a lot of other clutter and things going on too. But I spent a little bit of time reading the comments of people that were participating in those make your bed challenges. And it was so refreshing to read what they were saying because it it usually doesn't take more than a minute or two to make your bed, but it's impactful for you every single time you walk into the room. It was, of course, mostly women that were commenting on these things. They just... They doubted it, but they couldn't believe how this one simple task of doing this that took less than two minutes was making an impression for their entire day. And that's just going back to why do we have these routines? Why do we want to replace our bad habits with healthy habits? Because these little things that take a few minutes here and there really create the atmosphere in our homes and create the feelings, good feelings rather than the stressed out feelings that we want to have. The other night, Matt and I were gone and all the kids were at home. They were eating dinner as we were walking out. We had to be somewhere. And I just said, make sure you just put your dishes away and put them in the dishwasher, please. And I came home and the dishes, I had some dishes piled up in the sink because I 
just hadn't gotten to them, just different containers. I had emptied the fridge, whatever. And I came home and my sink was completely empty. And I, there were a couple identifying factors. I figured it was my 10 year old that had done it. And I went up and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You were such a big help. And she said, well, you asked me to do the dishes. And I thought, I'll just do all of them. It only took me maybe 10 minutes. And it led her choosing to do that and seeing that it only took a few extra minutes led to me praising her and she felt so good. And I reinforced something that she will probably do again the next time because she knew she was so happy and so grateful. And I just kept saying that helped me so much, even though it's only 10 minutes, it saved me so I could do something else or come up here and read a book to Nathan or whatever. And I, I think that's a great point that those few minutes we invest here bring great rewards in so many other ways, whether it's just that personal gratification or helping one another in the family, but seeing that you are truly helping each other. Yeah. When we all work together, it makes a huge difference. And I love that she did that for you, but for your whole family, because when we pick up the pieces and we contribute because we're all working for the same results, even if we don't know what those are, it's that impacted everyone in the family. You probably had a few more minutes with, you know, every family member and it just, it was a great way for you to free up some time and then not have that worry and not have that hanging over your head of something else that had to get done. Exactly. Yep. So everything you're giving us is so good. And it just reminds me again, everyone go listen to Lauren's podcast, cue it up, the intentional edit podcast. It's so, so good. You're going to learn so much. But I also know there are maybe some moms sitting there that feel so excited, but about implementing these things and making it happen. But she's also sitting here feeling overwhelmed with changing these systems all at once. Give her some encouragement and the steps she can take to feel really good about this actually fitting into her real life, no matter how busy it is. Well, when we have all of these things going on, we have the bad habits and we don't have routines in place, feeling overwhelmed is only normal. So I wouldn't expect that she would feel any other way. We want to look at this in, in the big picture. And that's how we tackle anything with routines and systems. But we have to break it down to small, manageable tasks. So you start with your number one pain, pain point. What's your biggest problem? and then come up with solutions from there. You And then we create this system around that. So once you've identified that, that number one struggle, the number one problem, then what do we need to do to eliminate that problem? And then that's where you create a basic system that's doable for your family in the current stage. Because like I mentioned before, what is going to happen in six months doesn't matter you're making something right now that for you're making something to work for right now because the ages and stages are constantly changing so when you have that good solid system then you make the little tweaks where it's necessary and you can test those out and make changes along the way but don't feel like you should be creating all of these systems at once we have to find the number one problem and then create the system and routine that will solve that problem. And 
I always go back to the two weeks. You have to do it for two weeks, 14 days in a row of implementing this to see if it's working or if it's not working. And then once you have those two weeks that you have finished or even more, if you feel like it's working, but minimum two weeks of the new system, that's when you make an assessment and then you make any little modifications that you need to in that time. The new system should be helping you to reduce stress in the area of the problem that you identified. And then once you know that it's working, that's when you add the second system in. Because if you try to add, make all of these changes and add all of these new routines, then you would be even more overwhelmed. You're, think of it in terms of if you wanted to lose weight, you're not going to change your diet, hire a personal trainer, do a workouts, add a walk every day and make all of these changes. The only thing that's going to do is be a sure way to fail. So break it down, break each routine down into small manageable tasks, only work at one at a time. And after at least two weeks, that's the time when you think about adding in the second new routine. But the longer you go, the more success you will have. So you're replacing these habits that were not serving you with new routines that are solving your problems. Well, I think you totally accomplished what I asked you to, which was make the mom feel less stressed. And you you said you want her to have a solution that's doable in the current stage. And I think you just gave us a solution that's doable in our current stage. So thank you for that. Just remember that good systems need to be personalized to your family and they're the key to organization that truly functions for your home and the people living in it. Simplifying daily tasks and chores comes from setting up and implementing systems for almost everything. Just remember to take it one step at a time or one area at a time and the systems and routines will work to simplify your home and make things that are difficult now become easier because the new routines are just another part of your day, replacing the habits that were not serving you before. And I I think that's what this is all about, replacing those habits so the new ones can serve us and serve our family. So of course, we can all get back to more intentional time and create those intentional moments that we all want to have by first having an intentional edit, right? (laughs) Just came full circle. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, Lauren, I want to end with the question I ask every guest. What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Well, this I would say is totally on point with this podcast and being a guest here today, but um, the one night a week that we are all at home for about two hours in the evening before we need to get ready for bed, we have dinner together and then we do a family game night. And I mean, sometimes we might play foosball. Sometimes it might be a board game. Just recently, we, we each cut out our computers and we did like a solitaire tournament which was funny because we weren't actually even playing together, but we were seeing who could win the most games in the short amount of of time. So that was fun. But I just, when you have kids and mini schedules and activities, sports, different things in the evening hours that take up the time and pull you in little directions, there might not be a day where everyone is together 
from the moment the school is out on. But if you can just take a chunk of time here and there, and we probably only have about two hours, but we fit dinner in and a game or two. And it's a great way to reconnect during the week and have fun together among all of our crazy schedules. Awesome. That is such a great place to end. And I would love for you to share with with our listeners all the places they can find you. They can seek you out, of course, listen to your podcast and look to you for coaching and follow for your new course that you're putting out. Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Uh, anyone that wants to find me, I am pretty much intentional edit everywhere. So on all social media platforms, you can find me at intentional edit. My website is intentionaledit.com. There are a lot of great resources there. And the podcast is the intentional edit podcast. Lauren, thank you so much for making time to be here today. I know that you brought our audience just real life tips they can take back and feel like they have their evening routines and their morning routines more under control so they can ultimately have more family time together. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun talking to you today. And if your listeners have any questions or want to reach out to me specifically, I am happy to help them. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.